Welcome to Raising Your Spirits. Our hope is to help you make positive changes by providing guided messages from spirit. Tuning forks, crystals, and distance healing are how we pass those messages from spirit to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your vibrational growth with us. Your host for this version of Raising Your Spirits, Tony Ginnis. Okay, glad everybody could make it to this week's topic. And we are talking about the leader in you. You know, before we came into this physical form, spirit showed you what your life was going to be. And we've said this a number of times, but in this leadership topic, it's still the same because it showed you how you're going to end up being a leader, how you're going to have the strength, how you're going to have the compassion for the people that are going to be following you, the, the love and just everything that you're going to share But what came with it was hardship, distraught, despair, all those things that are trying to take you down. Because it's in those energies that we have to activate this leadership. Because when we come in as babies, we don't have this leadership role. We're just here to experience everything, right? That's why babies come in and their hands are closed. Have you ever noticed? Kids' hands, as soon as you put your finger, even on a newborn baby, like literally a few minutes old, and you put your finger on their hand, they'll grab it because they want to grab everything in life. Everything's about experiencing everything and, and just holding on. And of course, when we leave this earth, our hands get open because now we're letting go of everything. When we are looking at it that way, where we are trying to activate our leadership, there's a Ritual that the uh, Cherokee tribe of North America does, which uh, reminded me of this. And what they do in their ritual is when a boy becomes a man, and then shortly after will become a leader of the tribe, that boy is at one point asked to sit on a stump by himself in the middle of the forest, blindfolded all night. This isn't exactly a friendly forest. It's not like there's nobody there. There are still lions in the forest. There's still bears. There are all kinds of uh, nocturnal creatures that are crawling on the earth or flying or something like that. And you've got to battle all of that in silence to make it through the morning. It's utterly terrifying. I mean, the littlest noise that you would hear while you're blindfolded. You can only imagine what you have to go through to be able to last (laughs) that long where you can last the night and keep the blindfold on because that shows that you have the courage to stand and you're in silence. And when the morning comes, they then are allowed, when light comes up, they're allowed to take off the blindfold. And that's when they find out the secret of all of this because not very far from this boy is his father, And he was sitting in silence the whole night to make sure that his son was safe and protected from harm. And so that reminds me of a uh, quote from um, N.R. Hart. And it says, if you cannot find your way out of the darkness, then I will sit there with you and I'll show you the stars. As a leader, that's what we all are trying to accomplish is finding our way through this darkness in this silence to find out the leadership quality in you. Everyone has one. Now, I understand 
Some people will say, I'm not a leader. No one's ever really followed me. I've always been the follower. And that's fine. It's just that there was never a time or a situation where this leadership quality would come out of you. So leaders have this quality where they can um, do several things to combat some of the negativity that is coming into them. One is called the art of detachment. And what that is, is that it detaches your emotion from whatever negativity from others. Other people have various perceptions of their life and being positive or negative or whatever it is. But if it is negative, if it is something that, oh, I can't do this, or you can't do this, or it can't be done, or whatever the comment is, or you should have gone through this by now. It's taken you X amount of years and you're still not through it. In other words, those kind of comments that don't make you feel that great. A leader has the ability to detach this from their energy and just put it to the side. Because Spirit says, how many people, just raise your hands if you have goats or sheep or cows in your house. How many people, or bats, anything any cat like that? If there's a bat in your house, would you just leave it there? Probably not. And that's because it's something unwanted. It's something you see right away that I don't want this as part of my life. But there are societies in this earth that those are fine. There are goats and, and cows in their home. And that's okay. Because a cow in, in that culture is sacred. It has a different meaning. But however, whatever meaning it has for you, if it's something that you don't want, then you'll make sure it is not in your environment. And so all spirit is suggesting is anything that is negative, that has this same trait, where it's something you don't want, you don't want to hear. And it's not something you don't want to listen to or hear. It's more that I don't want to be part of that. And that could be racism. That could be uh, the woke movement, or that could be whatever the vaccination is, or that could be uh, the political movements. And if you don't want that to be part of your regular vocabulary, it's okay to be up to date to a point with current events. Just don't live there. That's all Spirit's saying. There's nothing wrong with knowing what the world is doing. That's okay. But there are people that will literally, and I've seen some of the statistics, there are some people that will watch the news six hours a day. That's almost a full-time job. Now, you can only imagine that whatever's on the news, whatever's going on, that's going to be part of his energy for six hours. You multiply that by the week, that's 42 hours of negativity, of that kind of high-pressure so where is that mind supposed to get around things? What a leader does is it detaches. It takes that energy out and it puts it in a place where it doesn't belong. In other words, it's just sent away or it's relabeled. We look at anything around your world, you need to focus on more of your purpose. Because looking at the news is good to have and good to know the highlights but that's not the purpose. That's not why you're here, is to keep track of what other people are doing. It's the first thing that, that people say, oh, did you know that the Joneses just bought a new boat? They just bought a new, oh, they're moving. 
and they're so focused on other people. Those of you that remember the the show Bewitched, it was a um, a show back in the eighties or nineties, in the seventies, well, I think, even before that. And it was a Mrs. Kravitz. And some people are like a Mrs. Kravitz. They're always looking out the window to see what the neighbors are doing. When people are like that, it's the type of thing that their energy is totally committed to yours. And all Spirit is saying is that is kind of like a leadership role because they are looking at you as a trailblazer or as whatever you're doing. You're not doing the same. That's all Spirit is saying is watch that. And Winston Churchill had a quote and it said, success is going from failure to failure without a loss of enthusiasm. When you go from one, what some people will say is a failure, to something else and you keep going, the question is what keeps you going? It's not the fact that you want to get to a destination because that only gets you to a point, but it's the purpose. It's the why that you're doing it. When you answer the question of why, and that's a big one, that's something that we'll really have to look into, this is where you need to start policing the thoughts that are coming in to really decipher your why. All the information coming in, you say, okay, this is not me, and you spend a lot of time on who am I, what am I here to do, what makes me light up, what makes me love more, what makes my body just flourish? Because no one thing, even though that you're a leader inside, you do not, and I repeat, you do not have to lead your body. Your body has already an internal mechanism that leads itself. And that's the confusion that some people make is that they have to look at their body and start to get it to heal or start to get so it's not painful anymore. That's not really what it is. If you talk to some scientists that are starting to really understand vibration, let's say a really one of the worst scenarios if you find a tumor, when you are looking into your body, all you're doing is you're just surrounding this hologram, which is a tumor, and you're changing the vibration from fear, from anger, to love and respect. And that field around changes the hologram, which is the tumor, to something else. Now, it takes a lot of practice to do this. Those that are really good in visualizing in meditating, they can start to really look at the inside of their body, but stop telling the body what to do. It knows what to do. It wants to know what the mind is thinking. If the mind is in fear, but your body is trying to take the raw materials that it's getting from the mind, all it has is anger and fear, and you can't heal that way. It doesn't work. But if your mind is thinking, I want to be loving and you want to be, you want to find your leader in your mind, the body will then take that vibration and use it as raw materials to heal itself. That's kind of the way it works. It just takes practice to do it. Now, one quote that I saw recently was, the devil knows how to process of taking down a leader. It knows the process of taking that leader down because it's been doing it for centuries. 
One of the techniques it does is it goes back to your childhood or your adolescent years or your first couple of decades of your life that you're not really that proud of. Let's say you, uh, as a kid, you got into some drugs. Let's say you, you got into a, a bad crowd. And let's say you did a number of things that you regret. And because of that, you are the person that you are today. What the uh, negative energies will do is it will take that regret of what you had years ago and bring it to the present so that you can feel regretful now. The best example I can give you is one interview I saw with an interviewer and Robert Downey Jr. Now, this person, as you, most of you know, he played in the Avengers and he played in Iron Man, okay? And uh, when he got those roles, uh, very, very amazing man, the way he got it and, and all the things he had to do to get there. It's a huge accomplishment. So he was promoting a new movie or a new accomplishment that he just did. And that's one of the reasons for the interview. The interviewer started saying, we look back at your, uh, your teenage years and you were involved in drugs and you were in the wrong crowd and you got busted and you were in jail for a while. Robert Downey Jr. was really eloquent. He was so graceful here I, 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 for the, all the control that he had. And he, he just said, well, I was just a kid back then. So he gave the first warning to the interviewer. Yeah, but that's not quite what I want to talk about. You know, that was in my early years, and I was dumb. I, I just did dumb things. But it's because of those things that made me to the man that I am today. And then and the interviewer again went back to those years at another instance where something happened in, in a relationship, and there was some number of things that he wasn't, again, very proud of. And again, he said, yeah, I don't want to really talk about that. It's not that I'm avoiding it. It's just that it is what it is. That's my past, and I can't change it. But uh, what I can do now is I can teach kids that if you are in that place, I am an evidence that you can get out of it. Like I'm a multimillionaire and I can get out of it. And I went through the darkness. And anyway, he went on to explain that. And again, for the third time, the interviewer went back. So after the third time, Robert Downey Jr. said, I thought we were going to talk about you know, how I can shine right now and how I can, how I can be an inspiration to kids. Because this new movie coming out is, is really awesome. And it shows how a person that's inside, that's in, and halfway through his explaining what he was doing, the interviewer sort of stepped in and again sort of talking. And he says, okay, uh, the interview's over. That's a great example. And that's exactly how negative energy works. They go back to the time when you had crap in your life, to, to be very blunt, and they want to relive it and bring it into today's reality. Well, with all due respect, you are not the same person as you were when you were a teenager or in your first couple of decades. You're not the same person. In fact, you could probably go back and talk to that person through your meditation and tell them a few things and vice versa. This is what I'm thinking. Yeah, but I wouldn't do that. But either way, you find a way to get out of the darkness. And the important thing is you got out. You got out. You're out of it. And the next question is, how did you do it? And a leader will be able to relay because they've been through that sort of thing. When you are a pencil and you are sharp, you've had to work very hard 
to be the way you are. Imagine the pain it takes to grind all that up to make it so you're a point where it's just so much easier to stay a pencil without sharpening. And leaders are very, very apt to say, it doesn't matter, it's worth it. Because then I'll be able to create and write my own story. Don't walk in this world looking for evidence that you don't fit in. Because leaders rarely fit in. You look at any leader, politically or in war or in peace or or any leader that you aspire to, any idol, are they just like everybody else? Chances are they're not. That's why so many people are following them, because they are doing something. And don't look for evidence in this world that you are perhaps not enough, because again, you will find that. Don't look for evidence that you are also alone, because you'll also find that. Everywhere you turn, you're going to be alone. Your family may not talk to you. Your kids may not. You might be at that point where just friends, you have very few people that you can sit down and tell them what you're going through. You might be that alone. And even in an organization, you may feel alone. But you'll always find evidence of that. So all spirits saying, don't look for evidence that you're alone because you will find it. And the reason that you're alone is because you're something special. Leaders don't negotiate who you are or who they are with other people. They don't have to prove anything. As soon as somebody says, whatever you are doing, I want you to prove to me that you can do this. I don't have to prove anything. Because approving energy is, again, how that negative energy starts to grind you. And no matter what you tell them or what you show them, they'll say, ah, it's lucky. Or anyone can do that for the first time. I bet you can't do it again. I mean, this is why uh, instant replay was developed because people forget what they just saw. And many times uh, scientists, when you show something to a scientist and they are very, very three-dimensional, and you show them something can happen. They said, well, okay, there's, uh, they can't explain it, but they'll come up with, with some excuse because they're not in that point of discovering miracles. They're not in that position. They want to see everything in front of their face. Because in one area of quantum physics, where you look at the microscope and you're looking at a certain specimen, uh, in one instance, they saw one microbe where there was about 17 or 20 molecules in a certain area. They kept looking at it, but there's a camera also recording it while they're doing it because they're dictating to a microphone so that they could get everything um, documented for a later time and get it transcribed. Then they went for lunch, but then they forgot to turn off the camera in one instance. When they came back an hour later, they said, oh, I left the camera on. They went on to the camera and they said, okay, I'll have to wipe this off. And then they looked at the time is when they were looking at it, then there was 17 to 20 molecules in that area. As soon as it was lunchtime and there was nobody there, and since the camera has no energy, it just records, it went to 270. The molecules knew it was watching because the energy of watching and observing is an energy, and they know you're watching what you're watching. 
molecules have an intelligence. And as soon as they came back and they looked at it, it went back to 17 to 20. In other words, they didn't understand what is going on. And when they looked at the time and they started transcribing it, they realized, oh my God, the molecules know we're watching it. And that's where a lot of the quantum physics stuff come up. And that's how you have to explain some of it sometimes so that what energy workers have known all along, scientists are now discovering all this stuff. Where you are right now is exactly where you need to be. And we hear this so many times. I mean, some people will say, well, Tony, you know, I'm in my 60s right now. I should be in another place by now. Or I should be in a job making more money. Or I should be in whatever place they think they should be. And after the session, when they get all the insight, what it came down to is the reason that energy waited until you were this many years old was because now you have the wisdom. There's less things that's going to stop you. There's less things that you're going to be worried about. If they did that when you were in your 20s or 30s, we're still riled up thinking that we know everything. (laughs) Okay. They're thinking that we're trying to experience as we go. And as we experience things, we think, okay, we got this. Whatever that relationship was, okay, it's gone, and I've dealt with it. But it keeps coming up again and again. Why does it coming up again if I've already released it? That's because it's not fully let go. Now, Buddha says that there's 11 different levels of letting go. So when we let something go in our mind, and there's still more to come, right? There's still more things happening there. When you see yourself as you're walking on your path and you're enlightened, the world around you is an oyster. When you get to that point where you start loving nature and you're seeing trees, you're breathing air and you're just in in that mode of loving to be alive, you love animals, you like to see animals crossing the road, that kind of thing, you're embracing positivity. That is the best time because that's when you are letting your light shine. But understand that for you to get to that point, you had to go into the darkness to get it. And that's pure and simple. A lot of times when we go through a trauma, there's that darkness. There's this this heavy, heavy energy. And we never want to get in there. And we always want to go around it thinking that maybe it's on the other side. But we just have to go through this all the way through. And it's going through that darkness with that courage. And that's where your leadership is. It's usually hiding in that darkness because when you're in the light, you don't need guidance because you can see everything. It's the unknown. It's the part that you don't see all the time that makes it a big deal. And here's another thing. I hear a lot of people, they love thinking like, uh, oh, when I get to my 30s, I'll have it all figured out. When I get to this new house that uh, we're going to be getting, then I'm going to be happy. When I get to that house, then I'll be happy that people will come over and I could wine them and dine them, be a good host and that kind of thing. Or I'll be at peace or I'll be more in love. And whatever that destination is, Spirit wants to kind of remind you that it is a destination. And know that when you get there, This is the thing. When you get there, within five seconds of you accomplishing your goal and you got your house, you're going to say, oh, what next? Like, what do I do now? 
Because your whole life has been getting this house or getting this accomplishment, getting this degree and whatever it is. And then when you get there, well, now what? It doesn't stop. It keeps going. Instead of falling in love with the destination, fall in love with the process. Fall in love with the fact that you're constantly moving, constantly growing, and you are happy now. You're peaceful now. You're loving now. There isn't a place where you're going to be that then you'll find it. The best example I had recently was I was given a thousand-piece puzzle recently as a gift. And it was about a fishing hut and there was some mountains in the background. And it was really good. I said, okay, if I ever get a cottage, I'm going to put this up. So I spent about three or four days putting this thousand-piece puzzle together. There was one point that I had a piece that looked like it went for another piece because now I was in the pinks and the greens just finishing up. But there was no blues and and water elements because that's right near the bottom. So I didn't know what was going on there. When I finally finished it, it was all done. I says, hey, I finished it. This is great. I did this. The next thing I did was, okay, well, now what? I guess I need another puzzle. (laughs) It's It's like for several days, my mind was to finish the puzzle. Finish the puzzle. Let's just get this done. And when it's done... You want another one. But the other part of this was when I found this puzzle piece that was from another area, I says, oh, there's got to be a puzzle missing. If I get this, uh, oh, my God, I I can't imagine finishing this thing. And there's one piece missing. (laughs) There was everything there. And this was an extra piece. And I said, well, that's silly. So I threw it away. And Spirit said, wait a second wait a second, would you want to know why that piece was given to you? So I took it out of the garbage and I says, why? That's because everything that you ever want in life, you always want that and a little more. You always expect more than you ever get. You always want more than you're ever going to. And that's what leaders do. It's not like you're not happy with what you have. You just expect that your, your life is always more And it's a very subtle thing. My next question was, yeah, but I kind of feel sorry for the person that I have their puzzle because somehow it got mixed in and I have their piece. Now they're going to put the puzzle together with one piece missing. So what's with that? And they kindly said, the vibration is different. They expect less out of life. And so the energies produced exactly where their vibration is. To the universe, it's the same. Now, they might be upset there's one piece missing, but if you were there, and when they finished it, realizing there's one missing, if you were a fly on the wall, you'd hear something like this. Oh, there it is again. Something else that's missing in my life. I don't have a relationship. I don't have any money. I don't have a house. And now I don't have a puzzle piece. And my thing is, I'm going to get this. I I know I got this. I got this. I got this. And I can't wait to get it. See, the vibration is consistent. The more your vibration emits a lack, then everything you do will be lacking. And it's not like someone's going to get more. It's just that their vibration will match wherever they are. Does that make sense? 
So always expect more. Not that you're disappointed in just what you have and that's it. And you're, you're not, you're feeling that you're taking it for granted. It's not that. It's just that you expect so much out of life. You just want all these amazing things to happen. And when it happens, oh, look, here's some more things coming. And you're not surprised. When Spirit explained it that way, I said, oh, okay. So now I have that puzzle piece uh, put away and it is was once a garbage thing, it is now something cherished because it's a reminder for me to keep expecting more out of life than what I see. Now, here's the question in all of this, is that when you have to work so hard to find this enlightenment, because it is an easy work, I mean, what you're about to embark on and what you have been embarking on is this energy of constantly looking for light looking for guidance, looking and always looking at that to make yourself better. And it's not an easy journey. There's a lot of heartache. There's a lot of frustrated days. It's one of the most frustrating work ever. The question that Spirit is a a lot of time has been asked, then why do mean people, the people that seem to do better, and they appear to have more money and they have everything they need, and they have a perfect life, and yet they would kick the dog, and they would be mean to people, and it's almost like life is rewarding them to be in that very greedy, just three-dimensional state. So why is that? And so Spirit says that oftentimes the devil will allow people to live in a trouble-free life, because he doesn't want people in dark energies, to turn to God for spirit or for guidance. It is to keep them in pleasure and keep them comfy. And this means there's no need to leave. So it's like a prison. But as soon as this person, let's say there's a member of their family that passes away, or they have uh, an accident where they don't have use of their legs, or something happens, some trauma happens in their life. And now they went from this incredible high to now they're just, they're grasping for, I don't have this, this is missing, and that's missing, I don't love myself. And now they're on that journey of finding who they are. Well, that's when that negative energy says, well, if you're going to go to the light, then we're going to take all this back. That's when they'll lose their money, their business go bankrupt, and they'll start going through all that because it came at a condition. You can only stay in this room, whatever the, this prison is, if you continue the way you're continuing. But as soon as you leave, then we're going to take all this back. So true leaders know that the first thing that they need to do is they need to come up with their own ritual. This is something that so many people can attest to. Like I have a hard time, let's say people will say, I have a hard time working out or have a hard time reading a book, or have a hard time in whatever it is, and anything they commit to, it seems like it goes for a short time, and then it falls. And I can't sustain anything. There's no routine. I can't get a ritual going. But as soon as you start getting a ritual, as soon as you start getting something that you can start off, as soon as you get up in the morning, let's say you exercise, meditate, you go for a walk or a jog, You take your dog out, 
you do all this and you appreciate, you come home and you have a certain ritual, certain routine. Leaders have this. They have a ritual. And no matter what they do, they will do this at a certain time. I saw this one black belt person on one of the videos and he was at an airport. It's my time for my exercise. So he exercised at the airport where everyone can sort of see. And he did his jumping jacks and he did his thing that he normally does at home because this is the time I do it. And I'm not doing it for other people to watch. I do it for me. That's a leader. All Spirit is saying, when a person, any person, has a very definite ritual that you will not move from, that is healthy for you, the healthy foods, the healthy thoughts, the healthy whatever it is that you do to keep that vibration high, whatever that ritual is, as soon as other people see it, then they follow that because they don't have it. And it is that simple because the most of the population have no ritual. That's just the truth. Most people don't have a routine that is healthy. They wake up in the morning to see what the world is doing. So they wake up at 8 or 11 or 6 o'clock in the morning. It doesn't really matter. And it does matter. You wake up at the same time every day. You go to bed at the same time. You have a routine. And that's how the body works. And as soon as you start planting yourself with positive thoughts, positive food, energy, that will give you a whole different mindset. Because movement will create a mind that is far bigger because that's the way the body does. The, the body feeds back various endorphins that it uses and does so that the mind can prosper from. If we look at a routine, let's look at a, a hypothetical situation where a person is alone, looking for a partner. And they've been alone for a long time. Let's say it's been five years since they've had a last relationship and they're in a point where they want a companion in their life and they just want someone in their life. When they look at falling in love, it's not actually falling in love is what they're looking for. On the surface, it may seem that they're looking for love. But what they're really looking for, and this is the, the part of the mindset, is they don't want to be alone. So when you tell the universe that I want a partner because I don't want to be alone, the universe will comply and basically send you a partner. And then shortly after, you'll, I mean, you'll be happy for the short term. As soon as you start experiencing this partner and it goes back and forth, you'll realize that the connection isn't as strong as it used to be. Connections that you guys used to do, they're not doing anymore. The intimacy starts to slide. Then you're wondering, where did the love go? And all spirit is saying, the love didn't go anywhere because there was never a deep spiritual connection alignment with that because all you wanted was a pulse. I don't want to be alone. And that just basically tells the universe, just anybody, as long as you're not alone. And so that, that person would hold on to that relationship because for fear that it doesn't want it to end again, maybe it might be a multiple relationship that's happened. Now they're looking at the alignment part that I don't want to let this go. 
what's really happening here is that the ego starts kicking in because it realizes that it messed up. Because none of it had anything to do with the heart. None of it had anything to do with how do I feel for this person? Because all you wanted was to, I don't want to be alone. That is in the head. That is not in the heart. Because the heart is never alone. It has oodles of people and energies it can connect to. If the mind is feeling alone, then that is the work. That is the discovery. When leaders look and they spend more time on themselves to find out who they are, they spend all that extra time to say, look, what makes me happy? How do I want to be loved? What makes me sing? What makes me laugh? What may... And you really go deep into that. And then you find all those things that makes you a loving person. And you find out that I really do love myself. I love the attention of myself. When I'm by myself, I'm in good company. Some people can't be by themselves. They're miserable because they don't like the company. So you will manifest somebody that will have the same traits if you want a relationship. The same thing goes with health. The same thing goes with anything on this planet that you want to manifest. It all comes down to what's happening with you inside. The discovery, all of the alignments are inside. It's not what you're praying for. It's what is inside that's going to make a difference. Because then when you manifest, you'll manifest somebody who's transparent, authentic. You'll manifest somebody who also likes themselves and is so happy, they want to share their joy with someone else. And if that's your alignment, you guys will come together and you'll have an amazing time. Because it didn't come with lack. It didn't come with just filling in a spot. As many women I've heard uh, recently over the last uh, couple of weeks and people have come, they said, if I knew I was going to manifest this guy, I would have been happier being by myself. When we are looking at what we are manifesting, let's manifest something that we really want. (laughs) All right? Something that really makes our hearts sing. In this meditation... I want you to envision that there's a room inside the middle of your brain. The middle of your brain actually is where this gland is. It's called the pineal gland. It's the antenna to spirit. So all the download of information from spirit goes through this part of your brain and the pineal gland. And that gland turns a vibration to light. And it sends various energies throughout your body based on this antenna. Now I want you to build a little hut or a little imaginary house surrounding this pineal gland. And what that is, is so that the mind can't get in. A lot of people will say, well, when I'm meditating, I have all these thoughts coming in all the time. You know, thoughts that uh, I should be working on something else or... I got to follow up with this client because they're not happy with the service or something. Whatever it is, the mind is always chattering. It's always chit-chat all the time. When people start to go into a meditative state and they start getting somewhere, sometimes the mind cuts in because it can. For those that are always having these distractive thoughts, build a little hut around the middle of your brain 
and inside there I want you to put a hot tub or I want you to put a sauna or I want you to put a, uh, a beautiful nature scene where you're sitting on a rock or a stump and you're looking at the water or at the beach some little area where only spirit only anything you love can enter okay and I want you to ask yourself where is my wolf where is my lion where is my leader inside of me that could activate it so I can start doing rituals I can start doing routines that's the first step if you're in a place where you're not doing these rituals it's okay but there are some things that you would like to do every day that you know is healthy spiritually you know it's healthy physically you know it's healthy emotionally you know it's healthy all around and the only reason we're not doing it is because this leader this little wolf isn't activated so I want you to ask for the wolf or the lion whichever animal that you really uh, like aspire to that is the leader to come forth and have a chat with them and you can ask things like what is my next step what do I need to do to be more connected to you so that I can get up in the morning and I know what to do and there's no hesitation because when you could lead yourself then other people will lead with you if you are in a business that requires other people and in a lot of multi-level marketing companies you have other people that you have to lead make an example with they are looking at you if your energy is in that that you don't really have a routine then this will affect theirs as well most people will try to get through this through product knowledge through a level of product if this is going on then you you get this product but that's only about 10 or 11 percent effective the most of the effectiveness is the routine in you don't even talk about the product let's talk about you what are you doing every morning and let's get down to leadership and get these people to be a leaders in themselves because then that will drive everything forward they will make it on their own and they will benefit everybody in the meantime when you activate this you will be that trailblazer that everyone's looking for so let's see if we can activate that I want you to breathe in the color orange and then breathe out orange put yourself in this little hut and it's uh, doesn't have to be made of wood or steel it's whatever as long as it's insulated they, they thoughts cannot come in my last one I, I put myself in a hot tub that seemed to work for me but whatever works for you and we'll see you in about 15 minutes Thank you.
slowly come out of the state that you're in. Before you come fully back, if an animal had approached you, ask it if there's any final messages before you come back. Is there anything you'd like to tell me just before I leave, you could say? It might want to give you something. It might be a stare. If you didn't get an animal, but you got some contact, just say the same thing. See if you get any colors. If your body feels like it's got chills running down its back. slowly come back take a nice deep breath of orange thank you for listening to raising your spirits if there is a subject you would like to hear in a future podcast or would like to book a session with tony reach out to his facebook group at Genis shields natural healing center or group tuning classes with Tony on his online virtual weekly classes. The YouTube channel is Suzanne and Tony 17. That's Suzanne and Tony, all one word, and the number 17. And the website is lovehigherself.com. Until next time, namaste.